620 Live, so that we may all speak boldly. I'd like to take this time to invite you to Sparks First Baptist Church in Sparks, Georgia. Sunday services begin at 9.30 a.m. with Sunday School, followed by morning worship service at 10.30 a.m., and evening service starts at 6 p.m. Wednesday services start at 7 p.m., and you can find these services, if you're unable to attend, on the Sparks First Baptist Church Facebook page. We would love to have you join us. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. John chapter 6 verse 37 Do you ever just know something like you know, like, say, for instance, that Atlanta Braves are playing bad ball, and you just know that the next game they're just going to lose. Or if a really good pitcher is coming up, you just know that it's going to be a good pitching outcome for the pitcher. Or say you see someone get hit you know like in, in a car wreck you just know that that is going to cost them some money when it comes to the insurance or at least cost one of the people but there's just some things in life that you just know like the best dessert is strawberry cheesecake the best meal would probably have to be a medium rare grilled delmonico or ribeye steak you just there's just some things that you just know like sunday morning growing up after we started going to church it would be saturday night and i just knew that we're going to church on sunday there, there was no question about it you know like i said there's just some things that you just know you know 2 plus 2 is 4. 3 plus 3 is 6. But what about when it comes to to Jesus? Think about the things that, you know, went on in his ministry. His, his goal, um, for lack of a better term, or the end result, he came to this earth, was born of a virgin. He knew that he was living a very short life in, you know, any term that 33 years is, is short. He knew that he was going to die young. He knew that he had things he had to do. But I think the thing that really gets to me and, you know, really makes me pause and and really think about this a lot, and I think about it, you know, every Easter, it, it seems, Jesus knew that his death was going to be the most horrific, the most tragic, the most brutal, the most agonizing 
take any word out of any thesaurus or dictionary that you want to use that, you know, indicates pain, torment, humility, or, you know, he was going to be humiliated. He knew that he was going to be mocked. Keep that in mind that he knew this. And yet, very importantly here, he did it anyway. He knew all of this was going to happen, and yet he still did it for each of you listening, for me recording. He did it for us anyway. You know, and I also want you to look at this as well, or, you know, think about this. Jesus knew that through all of that death, and I'm not going to go over those words again and, and try to describe it. You know, he knew that through all of that, there were still going to be people that would mock him, laugh at him, and people that would not believe. Now, the human in us, or at least in me, it breaks my heart knowing that he went through this and people are still going to treat him the way that they do. I mean, think about it now. Uh, the words GD, sometimes they get bleeped, sometimes they don't anymore. You know, it's become commonplace, just like it's a, a verb or an adjective, whatever the, the English, correct English um, phrasing or words is. But he knew that still... They're going to choose not to believe him. Each beating of the whip, each slash of the whip, each crack of the whip was for people who would not believe him, would not believe in him. And likewise, each one of those were for those who do choose to believe in him. That kind of grabs your attention, or at least it does for me, that he did it for me, and, and I know this and accept it, but he also did it for those that choose not to believe. And he knew all the people would doubt, or knew that people would doubt. And, yeah, I recently read a headline or a subject headline in the email that 61% of people pray. But what bothers me about that statistic, and I had to really pause and think about that word, is that if you're not saved, the only prayer that is heard by God is the prayer whenever you are repenting and accepting Jesus into your life. So, yeah, unbelievers can pray all they want to. But unless it's the prayer asking Jesus into the, their life, that prayer is unheard. And it may seem harsh, but it's the truth. You know, I, I heard the, the old saying that there are no atheists in a foxhole because even atheists will call out to God then. You know, and... An alarming stat, in fact, and that I really don't have the numbers to because people can tell you that they're saved and they're not, and people can tell you that they're, you know, 
believers when they're not. And a lot of people want to just take the term Christian as, you know, being a believer, but that's not always the case. There are more unbelievers or more lost people in this world than there are those who are saved because if there were more that were saved than unbelievers, then churches would be full. This world would not be in the state that it's in with the murders and people thinking that God made a mistake and that they were actually meant to be a woman. And I kind of need to look that up because I keep thinking about it every time I mention that, that it seems like more men are believing that God made a mistake and they should be women than women that believe God made a mistake and that they should be men. But in the end of the day, you were born what you're supposed to be. And in a hundred years, whenever they, if they dig up your skeleton, it's going to show the skeletal form of a man or it's going to show the skeletal form of a woman. Point blank, that's it. I mean, there, there's no arguing that fact. Surgery and all can do a lot of stuff, but it can't remove that. Now, when it comes back to Jesus dying on the cross in, you know, the crucifixion, Jesus knew that whenever he, well, even before he left heaven to come down here, he knew that God's plan was going to be fulfilled. He had no doubt about it, you know, and we should not either because God is holy. God is perfect. Jesus is holy. Jesus is perfect. The plan was going to be fulfilled. Now, in in this verse, John chapter 6, verse 37, there's two major points here. And, and one of those is that God has given certain people to Christ. And that all of the people that God has given to Christ will be saved. Does this mean that the others can't be saved? I don't think so. I think that they can be saved as well and here's my reasoning behind that because of John 3:16 God sent his son Jesus you know so that all who believe in him can be saved and I wasn't trying to quote the verse exactly but throughout the bible it never once says that God damns certain people and and uh, let me go back here for a minute. The The other major point, I kind of got ahead of myself there. I, I do apologize. The other point here is that in order to be saved, the person must come to Christ and repent and ask them into their life. And this requires us to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior by faith. None of us were alive back then when it happened. So now it is us accepting the fact that he died for us on that cross in the brutal death by faith. 
the Bible teaches, like I said, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever should believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm not saying I quoted that exactly, but you hopefully follow my point here. God and the Bible teaches about salvation. It's, it teaches about coming to know him. You know, you got Pentecost where multitudes were saved. Um, the Bible never once chooses that or never once teaches that God chooses people to be damned the way that, you know, the Bible teaches that, you know, God sent people, um, chooses people to be saved. But the but maybe you're wondering what gets people saved like what i mean is yes of course coming and accepting jesus as their savior praying that you know the quote-unquote sinner's prayer but but the free grace of god which is what sent jesus to die for us is what allows us to be saved and and that free grace comes through, like I said, the sacrifice of Jesus on that cross because he lived that perfect life because he was 100% God as well as 100% man. The salvation is offered up to anyone who believes. Again, look back at John 3.16. But if people don't get saved or they choose not to believe the fault does not rely on God as some people may want you to believe it oh well, God didn't choose me to be saved that, that's not the case if anybody don't if anyone does not get saved it's not God's fault it's their own fault whenever we hear God knocking at the door we are given the choice whether to answer the Spirit's call or to totally ignore it and keep on living our sinful, wicked life. Because in reality, we are all condemned to hell due to our wickedness, our sinfulness, and, you know, us being full of sin and unsaved. But how can we change this condemnation, this guaranteed re guaranteed house, guaranteed home, guaranteed dwelling for eternity in hell? How can we change that? And that's easy. God has already offered us the free gift of salvation. All we have to do is accepted now the torment that we are guaranteed in hell if we are unsaved is what truly each and every one of us do deserve but go back to the free grace of god and sending his only son to die for us god's grace is what gets us away from the fate of condemnation of hell. 
God has the right, has the privilege, has the authority, whatever you want to call it, to do whatever he wants. He has the right and authority to condemn us to hell. He has the right and authority to condemn anyone, everyone to hell. We, none of us, can deny him that he has this right. He created the world. He created us. He created all that we know. So he has that right. But there's one more thing here. We also know that God cannot do anything that is unjust or unholy because he's God. Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. You know, it means a lot to me. I just ask that you please like, share, rate, review, and if you want to keep up with each and every one of the podcasts, be sure to subscribe as well. You can visit us on the web at www.620lifepodcast.com. Again, that's www620 L-I-F-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com.